This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, May 5th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Purdue meets Iowa farmers. Action set for FDA USTR nominees. Congress funds antibiotic monitoring and CRP sign-up frozen. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Purdue's in Iowa today to make his first major speech on farm policy and to get a first-hand look at the heart of Midwestern agriculture. The former Georgia governor will be speaking at a grain and cattle operation north of Des Moines. He'll have a backdrop of two ethanol plants, a grain elevator, and a half-dozen wind turbines. The ethanol plants include a DuPont facility that's one of the few commercial operations in the country producing cellulosic biofuel. Purdue's host will be Bill Kowser, a farmer and feedlot operator long known for innovative conservation measures. Kowser, taking a break yesterday from his preparation for Purdue's visit, told AgriPulse that Purdue will learn firsthand about the intrinsic value of a kernel of corn. He said, when we take it apart, it's like cracking a barrel of crude. Kowser said he hopes Purdue will make the case that EPA should grant a vapor pressure waiver necessary to allow nationwide usage of E15 during summer months. Purdue will be accompanied by Iowa Agriculture Secretary Bill Northey. He's rumored to be in line to be nominated for Deputy Secretary at USDA. FDA USTR nominees near votes. Two federal agencies critical to U.S. agriculture, the Food and Drug Administration and the U.S. Trade Representative, could finally have new leaders soon. The Senate next week will take up the nominations of Scott Gottlieb to be FDA commissioner, and then we'll move to Bob Lighthizer's nomination to become USTR. Lighthizer's confirmation would put in place the final major piece of Trump's trade team. Senate clears budget deal, adverts shutdown. The Senate has easily passed and sent to the president a $1 trillion budget agreement that will fund the government through the end of September. Now, attention must turn quickly to fiscal 18, which starts October 1. Work on the FY18 spending legislation should pick up later this month and in June. Congress already behind schedule on setting spending levels for 2018, since lawmakers have delayed work on a budget resolution while they try to pass health care reform under the 17-budget process. President Trump is due to release proposals later this month for cutting mandatory spending, the type of spending set by the Farm Bill and other laws. Budget deal funds antibiotic monitoring. The fiscal 17 budget agreement largely rejected the proposed cuts in non-mandatory spending that Trump proposed in March, including reductions in international food aid and agriculture research. And some of former President Obama's priorities got funded as well. Those include funding for research into levels of antibiotic resistance. The Animal Health Institute, which represents antibiotic manufacturers, supports the on-farm data collection. The group says the data will help policymakers understand the impact that FDA's new policy on antibiotic usage is having in agriculture. Farmers are now required to get prescriptions for usage of medically important antibiotics, and manufacturers have ended the sale of drugs for growth promotion purposes. The budget also earmarked $3 million for new outreach efforts at USDA and FDA to assure consumers of the safety of agricultural biotechnology. The policy provisions in the bill include one that could allow schools to provide flavored milk. The bill also extends the ban on slaughtering horses. USDA freezes continuous CRP enrollment. 
USDA's Farm Service Agency has stopped accepting new applications for Conservation Reserve Program under the continuous sign-up. Only exception for enrollment is the Conservation Reserve Enhancement Program. A notice to FSA offices says CRP enrollment is now at 23.5 million acres, not far from the limit set by the 14 Farm Bill of 24 million. The freeze, effective Wednesday, highlights the impact that the 24 million acre limit is having on CRP, and it may serve to increase pressure on Congress to raise the cap in the next Farm Bill. Fred Hofner the, of the National Sustainable Agriculture Coalition says FSA should have continued taking offers contingent on enrollment starting October 1. He says the continuous sign-up promotes high payoff, targeted, partial field enrollments and should be a focus for FSA into the next fiscal year. NFU slams House health care plan. Farm groups have largely stayed on the sidelines during the health care reform debate. But the National Farmers Union says the legislation that the House narrowly passed yesterday will be bad for rural areas. Among the NFU's concerns is that the bill would cap Medicaid spending, which the group says will harm rural hospitals. NFU also faults the bill for dramatically easing the limit on what insurers can charge older farmers. Readers worried about the influence of the conservative House Freedom Caucus, the HFC, in coming debates over the Farm Bill and other legislation should take note. The chairman of the HFC, Mark Meadows, a Republican of North Carolina, in front and center in the White House Rose Garden yesterday afternoon as President Trump celebrated the House vote. By forcing critical changes to the bill, the Freedom Caucus demonstrated the power that it has to shape legislation when Republicans can't get Democrat support. Brazil postpones decision on ethanol tariffs. Brazil has delayed deciding whether to reinstate tariffs on U.S. ethanol imports. The postponement by Brazil's Chamber of Foreign Trade will allow time for another agency to evaluate the proposal. In a joint statement, the Renewable Fuels Association, Growth Energy, and the U.S. Grains Council said the tariff proposal is a critically important issue that will impact Brazilian consumers and commodity markets across the globe. Record low drought. Nearly 86% of the country is now drought-free, the highest percentage since the government started its weekly drought reports in 2000. This news comes as soggy conditions in the central United States continue to keep farmers out of their fields. Email of the week. Cows witnessing wolf attacks suffer PTSD-like symptoms, new research shows. That's the subject line of an email describing a study at Oregon State University where researchers subjected cattle to a simulated wolf attack and then tested the bovine brain and blood for signs of stress-related disorders. One of the scientists said wolf attacks create bad memories in cattle, causing stress responses that can result in decreased pregnancy rates, lighter calves, and a greater likelihood of getting sick. In case you're wondering how to simulate a wolf attack, well, it involves some wolf urine, a recording of a howling wolf, and some German shepherds on leashes. Here's today's He Said It. I've been kind of busy cleaning the farm up. It's pretty hard to keep a feedlot pretty. That's Bill Kowser, Iowa farmer and feedlot operator, as he prepares for today's visit from Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, May 5th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, 
I'm Jeff Daly.